This is Seymour Snot, the geek with the physique, and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio. Welcome to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. Maybe I ought to just change the name of the show to the Caleb Conley Show. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605 with your host, Bunkhouse Bob. That's what I want to do when I get to be a pro wrestler. I want to wear pink argyle trunks into the ring. And the lovely Laura. I might have to bring a barf bag because, you know, I have a weak constitution. It's Wednesday night. That's when the magic happens because you're listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. My name is Bunkhouse Bob. I am your co-host. Joining me in just a moment will be the lovely Laura. She is the co-host of the show as well. Folks, we'd like to thank you very much for tuning in tonight, wherever you may be at, whether you're listening to us live on Blog Talk Radio or whether you download us on iTunes. We certainly appreciate all your support. Our studio number is 213 816-1605. Folks, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, our Twitter address is at FromTheArmory. And uh, we'd really appreciate uh, all your follows because you never know what's going to come out on Twitter, especially on a show night. Isn't that right, Laura? That's right, Bob. You never know what I'm going to say. How you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Had a great weekend. How about you? I can't complain. You know, it's uh, it's still putrid hot here in the south, putrid hot. It rained a little bit yes. today, and the only thing that happened was the steam came up off the pavement. But, you know, I, I'd rather be a little, yeah. bit, little bit hot than having to do what George is doing. I think George might be uh, hammering down the windows, putting up plywood over the doors. There's a little, little storm sitting off Florida. I hear our friends in North Carolina might get some rain this weekend. Yeah, the Outer Banks and you know, places like Myrtle Beach, which is where James Strong Style Shaver lives. Hey, James. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, I think we in Virginia, even though I live up in the mountains, uh, so we sometimes get the um, rain and wind off those uh, hurricanes. So, uh, you know, it might be a little bad here, too, but um, we need the rain and it needs to cool off because I'm a mountain girl. I'm not used to this 90-degree uh, weather so early in July. Yep, it is It is very hot. Folks, uh, we've got a really big show for you tonight. Uh, joining us tonight will be uh, PWX Manager of the Stars, the Tommy Thomas, will be joining us a little bit later on Woo-hoo! in the program. A little bit uh, later on, we have uh, daughter of WWE Hall of Famer, Tolly Blanchard, his daughter, Tessa Blanchard, who is an independent yeah. wrestler, manager, valet, kind of seemingly doing everything, uh, will be joining us a little bit later tonight. Um, folks, her stock is on the rise like a firework going off at the 4th of July. She's been on a lot of shows, and we had her scheduled previously, 
and uh, due to uh, a family thing that she had going on, had to cancel, but we got her back on the show. She'll be with us tonight, so we're really looking forward to speaking to Tessa. Folks, if you'd like to uh, find us on Facebook, Laura, what's our Facebook info? Facebook.com backslash live.armory.9. That's right. And I know to get things kicked off, I know you want to go right into PWX results from this past weekend. So why don't you tell the folks about what happened to PWX? Oh, Bob, you know I always have a good time at PWX. My friends are there. Um, got to see the Rivados. It's always a good thing. Um, let's just run down the results real quick, and I'll tell you about a couple other things that happened. Um, I'll start okay. with the main event, Cedric Alexander uh, versus Lance Lude. This was a phenomenal match. It was back and forth. Um, Lance Lude really has stepped up his game. It, it mm-hmm. was an awesome match. He is the Ultra J champion. He's also the PWX ITC title holder. Um, the first, I think, ten minutes of that match, it was for the uh, television title. After that ten minutes expired and no pinfall had occurred, the PWX title was on li- the line. Cedric did pin Lance with a brain buster. Uh, they butted heads at one time during the match. It was uh, who that just made my stomach just. <laughs> but they finished um, just. I mean, really, just a phenomenal match. Um, the Bravado Brothers defeated wor- the worst case scenario with the Tommy Thomas uh, when the Bravados got the gentleman's agreement on Elijah Evans. I'm telling you folks right now, this feud right here could very well be the Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express of this generation. Wow, really? It it was that damn good. Uh, We'll talk Mm. about what happened to Tommy a little later. But in my opinion, because they're both just so talented and they put on the best show, and Harlem just went, uh, a bunch of us had to move. Harlem just went over. I mean, he did a somersault from the ring onto, I think it was Ethan, um, mm-hmm. in the in the middle of a bunch of chairs. Yeah. So I mean, this was. Uh, I'm telling you, if you haven't seen the Bravados and worst case scenario, you you, you need to get your butt to PWX. Uh, Jackson James pinned Mystery Elite Drew Myers. Uh, Drew had a, I think a double shot that. Day he'd wrestled somewhere else and he'd done something to his foot, so he could not wear a pair of wrestling boots. But he was there. He was doing like a Hasselhoff kind of Baywatch gimmick, and he wrestled barefoot. <laughs> so I, I got to give it up for Drew Myers because Lord have mercy, uh, that was a that was a good match. Um, Tessa, uh, our Guest a little later on defeated Chastity and Taylor with a modified slingshot suplex, just like her father used. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a really good match. It was uh, back and forth. Um, Tessa did really well. So did, so did Chastity. Yeah. They both did really well. I was I was really pleased with that match. Uh, okay. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we have Tessa on here. And Anthony Henry defeated John Schuyler by disqualification when Schuyler gave Anthony a low blow. John Schuyler... You know, we had him on the show last week, I, I, and I'm right. telling you what, I was right. He gets into the zone. He's there. He doesn't see anybody else. He handcuffed Anthony to the ring, to the second rope, mm-hmm. and um, Amber, Anthony's girlfriend, came out there, and John was trying to 
uh, either DDT her or pile drive her, I can't remember which, but Anthony finally got free. And um, that, that right there is the best feud in the Indies right now, in my opinion, okay. next to worst-case scenario in the bravado. Um, Billy Brash uh, pins Zane Riley, and Chris Lee, the guy who split his pants and it went viral, he's a... Uh, <laughs> Uh, television uh, personality for WXII in Winston-Salem. Um, he defeated Craig Huffman, who is uh, the newest member of ISIS. And we'll talk about that as well when we talk to Tommy. Um, I got to talk to Cedric. Um, did not have a Caleb Conley shirt on. Caleb was not there. Um, had a, a Marty DeRosa shirt on, and I uh, got flack for that. Cedric also told me, and I have it on video, that the belt, the PWX title is now called Caleb Ain't Got It No More. I was going to say, so, I'm, what I'm thinking is is that you probably just didn't recognize Caleb. He was there. You didn't see him in the paper hat working in the back? Um, there was nobody working in the back. Very mm-hmm. funny. And someone, and I apologize, I cannot remember his name. He got into it with Brian in the ring. He was handing out little cards that said, the greatest PWX champion in history, Caleb Conley. Truth. Right. Truth right there. Nothing but the truth. Yeah. So, Whatever. just saying, you know, just saying. But uh, I'll let you go on. But PWX, no time off, was great. Packed house. Cannot wait till what they've got in store next month. Uh, won't be seeing the Bravados or John Schuyler. They're in Europe until August, but um, PWX never disappoints, so I'm, I'm really excited about it. Very cool. Folks, we're going to have uh, Tommy Thomas on here in uh, just a few minutes, and coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll have Tessa Blanchard with us. Uh, I wanted to mention, uh, I did see Lance Lude posts about uh, thanking Cedric Alexander for a tremendous match, and you know, I think it's always great, uh, you know, and after speaking to former show guest Lance Lude and former show guest Cedric Alexander, uh, both of those guys are, are, are quality guys, and, and I can I could see them, uh, you know, just uh, having an incredible match together. And it was really cool just to see them, at least on Lance's part, you know, thanking him for the opportunity. Uh, that was pretty cool. I did see something. I saw a post uh, about Vicky Guerrero's goodbye letter to WWE, and I'm not like a huge Vicky Guerrero mark or fan or whatever, but what I found very interesting about this particular letter that she had written was who she thanked in the letter. Uh, You know, a lot of times we know performers will thank, you know, other performers and thank the management. Vicky actually took the time in her goodbye letter to thank everybody from the bus drivers, the truck drivers, the makeup ladies, seamstress, uh, security. I mean, she covered everybody. She left no one out in this letter. And I thought it was very classy of her to mention a lot of the people that you and I don't normally get to see, you know, except in maybe a little vignette. You'll sometimes see the seamstresses and stuff. But, I mean, she thanked everybody from the ring crew, lighting riggers, Everybody, because I think in her position, she got to see the whole production, you know. I and mean, I'm sure there are other people that see the whole production, but I just thought it was really cool that she took the time to thank everybody. You know, I, I, that, that's really what I wanted to, to say to everybody about that. The other thing that I want to throw out, and I know that people saw this, um, it was reported on TMZ and some other people put it out, and, and we're going to put this out on Twitter. 
that WWE superstar Emma was arrested Monday night for shoplifting at a Walmart in Hartford, Connecticut. Her story is is that, you know, she was in a self-checkout line, hustle and bustle, trying to get going out the door, and forgot an iPad cover and was arrested for shoplifting. Now, the justice wheels turned quickly in Connecticut because from what I understand, from what I've read, she was already arrested, booked, and uh, processed, and already had court, and she was given, I believe, one day of community service over this whole thing. You know, I saw a lot of people putting out a bunch of uh, a bunch of BS, really, over this whole thing. My whole thought process on this is that I think that it was just a, a mistake, you know, trying to get out in a hurry. I think what people tend to forget is, is the travel schedule. I'm sure she was trying to get out the door, get a little bit of a few things picked up, and get out the door and get ready to go to the next town. You know, people would have it make out like she went into Walmart dressed in a trench coat, you know, and they shook her down and she had, you know, 20 pounds of hamburger dropped out of her, you know, and makeup and all this. It's a bunch of malarkey. You know, I am certain that this was just a, you know, slip, you know. So, but we're going to put it out on Twitter. You can you can tweet us what your thoughts are. You know, was was this just, you know, an accident, you know, or, you know, it, or, or like the rest of the thumb thugs think that she's nothing more than a common criminal. I, I on my personal thing, think that it's just a mistake. So I also took uh, a listen this past weekend. Uh, you know, I, I tried a couple of weeks ago to listen to Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast, and I chunked it, and I'd had enough of that. So I came across the Ross Report with Jim Ross, and I started listening to a few episodes of it. And what I found, though, is, is that, you know, even though Jim Ross says that he does not have an affiliation with the WWE anymore, uh, his products, his cooking products, are still sold on WWEshop.com. You know, his barbecue sauce and his spices and all that other stuff. So he still has a contractual obligation, a working relationship with them, if at anything, to, um, to sell his products. But I did find his podcast very refreshing. Uh, he talks to a lot of different people from different promotions. He's talked to Gail Kim, MVP. You know, he's, he's had quite a few different people on. I thought that the podcast was pretty cool. I could have done without all the promotional commercials for the fantasy baseball and, you know, good old JR's barbecue sauce and all that other stuff. Everybody knows he's got cookbooks. You know, I don't need to hear it every 10 minutes like the WWE app. But all things being equal and fair, all things being equal and fair, I thought the podcast was decent. You know, I, th- I thought it was good. He made some valid points and some stuff, pointed some things out. So if you get a chance, you know, and, and you want to listen to Jim Ross some more, I'm, I'm still a Jim Ross fan. Um, you know, check out the Ross Report. It's a pretty good podcast, so. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the Ross Report at all. Um, I'm, I've always been a big fan of uh, good old Jr. I think, uh, you know, he is uh, right up there with Gordon Foley. Now, we know that uh, there was a few weeks ago we had put out uh, some tweets for folks to let us know about promotions that are out on the West Coast, other than the ones that we normally talk about, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and some fans have let us know about a promotion called West Coast Wrestling Connection. You had some information on it, Laura? I do. Uh, they're going to have a TV taping Saturday, July 5th at the Bob White Theater in Portland, Oregon. The doors open at 1230. Um, also, uh, Sunday, July 6th at the Hauk Middle School in Salem, Oregon. Doors open at 4. 
If you want any information on this promotion, you can go to www.wc-wc.com. You can also find them on Twitter at the WCWC. Very cool. Now, I also know, I was reading some other reports, uh, Jeff Jarrett announced for uh, Global Force Wrestling that they have announced a working partnership with New Japan Pro Wrestling, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, this comes alongside the partnership that he already has in place with AAA Mexico. There was some stuff floating around out there about Toby Keith already pulling out, and then he had another money backer, and, you know, what what's going on? Why is it taking so long? We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. This is the first update that I've seen on the website in a couple of weeks other than his uh, independent bookings and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, that that's, you know, it's cool to hear, you know, about New Japan. Uh, it's just time takes time, folks. You know, you're just going to have to be patient with him. And I see that our good friend, former show guest, the Tommy Thomas is on the line, so we're going to pick up Tommy right now. Awesome. Tommy, are you there? Mr. 1326. I'm sorry, wait, I, I should probably do that better. Mr. 1326 is in the fucking house. All right. <laughs> That's right. How are you doing tonight, Tommy? That's right. Oh, I'm good. I'm ready to party, guys, because uh, apparently you guys have a way, way cooler guest than I am coming on after me. Well, you know, I don't know about <laughs> no. so much as... I don't think cooler is the appropriate term. I'm thinking maybe uh, maybe hotter. Oh, well played, well played. By the way, it's good that you showed up for this interview this time. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, my apologies uh, <laughs> my apologies for the last time. I got called away on unexpected business, uh, but I heard that you had a barn burner the last time that you were on the show. Wait, you didn't even listen to it? That's horrible. You didn't listen to your own show? Come on, man. What happened if, like, Laura had completely ruined it? Like, I had hung up two minutes in because she was just so mean to me. That could have happened. <laughs> it could have, but I'm not that completely self-absorbed. I have to sit around and listen to episodes of my own show. Oh, I am. I've listened to, I've listened to that episode at least six times already. <laughs> I knew that you would. <laughs> Folks, on the phone with us now is the Tommy Thomas, manager extraordinaire in PWX Wrestling. If you'd like to talk to Tommy, our studio number is 213-816-1605. Uh, <laughs> funny. Tommy, won't you, uh, won't you fill us in a little bit about what's been going on with you since you were last on the show? Well, uh, I think you guys have seen it. It's uh, me getting kicked in the face several times. <laughs> That's what's been going on yeah. since I've last been on the show. <laughs> this, and this has been a repetitive thing, hasn't it? Yeah, uh, apparently I should never, ever step near the ring ropes when the bravados are anywhere around. Well, Probably not. I are you, keep, you keep getting kicked on the same side of the face, too, don't you? Yes, I very much do. It is always the left side of the face. I should probably learn to look <laughs> the other way next time. Turn the other <laughs> cheek, so to speak. Touche, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Let me ask you something, Tommy. Uh, what what brought about the creation of ISIS? Um, ISIS is pretty much, uh, I think I explained this last time. I'm, like, doubling back, answering yeah. the same question twice. Awesome. <laughs> no, um, it kind of all got started with uh, the whole, we don't look like, 
the regular guys that are at PWX and ROH, and we don't look like the WWE guys, so we have to do something to stand out. And what stands out more in the world of professional wrestling than, well, sports entertainers? I mean, look at the top-tier guys. The most entertaining characters on Raw right now, hands down, are the Wyatt family. Almost everyone can say right now on Raw, the Wyatts are the most entertaining characters. And that's what we are. We're sports entertainers. Now, talking to, to Mitch Blaylock and yourself, do you feel like the roles of managers and referees have been reduced to the point that it's hurting the overall product of certain promotions? I mean, I, I was listening to a, to a show where, uh, you know, another guy was talking about, you know, people don't listen to the ref anymore. The ref used to have some type of power. Now he just gets shuffled off back to the corner. You know, some managers are involved. Others aren't. You know, I'm, I'm thinking back to the days of, you know, Bobby the Brain Heenan and J.J. Dillon and so on and so forth. Do you, do you feel that way? Well, yeah, I feel like the game's definitely changed. Because, like, the way I look at it, it used to be where a manager could get involved in a match as long as he didn't actually hit an opponent. Whatever happened to the manager still kept the match going. Same thing with if a wrestler ever got in the ref's face or touched a referee, that's the end of the match. It's a disqualification. And it used to be where owners of the promotion would say, well, if you touch a referee, that's a suspension or a fine, and, that'd be a way to get written off TV. And nowadays it's just, uh, well, we can bump a ref because why not? (laughs) The refs know how to bump nowadays. Right. Do you, do you, how can, how can you help change this perception or what is it that you can do in a managerial role to add, add more credibility to it? Well, I mean, that's, that's actually a really tough question. I'm actually trying to figure that out myself. (laughs) I like, there's, there's no book of wrestling. There's a, there's an art of wrestling podcast, but there's no actual book of how to do everything right because uh, wrestling's all interpretation. What you could think is awesome, more I could think is garbage, and vice versa. Like, uh, you guys are split on Caleb Conley. You don't like him, Laura loves him. That's all interpretation. Well, I've got somebody on the line that – yes, ma'am. I've got somebody on the line that's always hard to interpret, and you can talk to him, Tommy. <laughs> Mr. Sleeves, Eric Thompson, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. Why, why is it so hard to interpret what I say? Well, I was just going off the post that you put up earlier where you looked like you'd already hammered down about three or four 40 ounces, and I figured we might have a hard time understanding you, but you sound coherent. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm just getting done with the first one. Listening to Tommy Thomas, you always got to keep, keep on your toes. That's true. That's true. It's what's true. going on? <laughs> what's what's going on? With, like, yeah. Like right now in life? No, uh, like right now with you and Tommy. Did you have something that uh, you oh, wanted to give? Yes. Uh, always bothered. Oh, yes, definitely. I, I do want to talk business to Tommy Thomas. Yeah. Tommy. What's up, Sleazy? Yeah. You, oh, are yeah. you going to be at the Grindhouse Show next Friday? Uh, as far as it looks right now, yes, I will be. Okay. Well, I mean, you as never long know, as you're going to change. <laughs> uh, I know like, you're a busy man. Like I'm Vince, a busy man. Like Vince could call me this week. It's probably not going to happen. Be like Tommy, I got a spot for you. Everybody's like, yes, yes, yes. I'll do it. Whatever you need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I understand completely. But I want you to know this, Tommy Thomas. When you are at the Grindhouse Show and you see me walk from behind that wall or curtain or whatever it is. And you're sitting 
behind the commentary table probably, most likely, because you're the best commentator in the business, even though you're not a commentator. Um, let's just put it like this. I'm going to come over there, I'm going to grab you by your lapels, and I'm going to pull you to the ring because you know what? Tommy Thomas, it's about time you manage sleaze. Whoa, whoa, that's all, that's all fine and dandy, but I don't think there's a need for violence for that. Hey, that hey I never said it was going to uh, that depends on if Mr. Fireball is willing to let that happen. He's, he is the one that signed my paychecks on that night. That is true. <laughs> I mean, he's the one that... Uh, now, wait a second, you get a paycheck? Yeah. You get a paycheck? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, buddy. He's been paying me in PBRs. Oh, I mean, I'd take that deal over what I'm getting. Uh, that's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> I can down the PBRs. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get drunk, we're gonna get sleazy, and we're gonna make bad decisions that night. It's true. Yeah. Working this show is gonna be a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> How many times are we gonna get unbooked because of this? <laughs> everywhere, everywhere. Like yep. I'm on the line with Brian right now. Like, oh, dude, you're not working PWX anymore. That's it. Game over. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, yes, uh, that's all I wanted to say. I wanted to say, hey, to Tommy Thomas, I know you're going to rock this thing, and, you know, you got to do it because you're curtain jerking for Tessa Blanchard, so you got to the, set the bar high. Oh, I know. Like, I hope I don't kill the crowd with this. Like, I'm going to have to, like, I'm going to have to bury myself to really, like, she's going to shine on her own, but, like, I'm going to really have to bury myself in this one. I mean, maybe you can throw yourself through thumbtacks like uh, Bob did. I mean, no one yeah. saw it, so, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. We appreciate your time every Five Wednesday days. night at the same time. There goes Eric Thomas. God. Oh, yeah, don't oh. forget to hashtag this show. Don't forget to hashtag this show. 26 is the new 59. There you go. That's there true. Go. It is. Because Tommy is our first repeat guest. Yep, yep. I feel, I feel honored. Well, we appreciate that. Let me ask you a question, Tommy. Do you feel a sense of urgency or perhaps, you know, a sense of determination to get to the next level professionally? And I think we talked a little bit about this on the last show, too. Uh, You know, and you you just said that Vince, you know, might give you a call tomorrow. Um, and, And we've all been, you know, tweeting Ring of Honor like crazy to to sign you and Ethan and Elijah, you know, because I think you would be absolutely wonderful in Ring of Honor. Oh, thank you, thank you. You know, um, I'm trying my hardest to get booked anywhere where they'll say, hey, we need a guy that uh, that will get yelled at and isn't afraid to yell back at people. And once in a while, people say that I'm the bad guy, so I guess if you want me to be the bad guy, I'll be the bad guy. But, uh, yeah, I'm trying my ass off to get there because the goal is always to make it to the WWE. And if it's not your goal, then that means you've probably already been there and you know how they work and you want to do something else with it. But, like, my goal right now at my point in my career, I've never been there. I've never been higher than PWX slash ROH. So I want to make it to, like, where I'm on screen at ROH instead of just helping set up a ring. Well... You know, you guys are the the best things going in the indies nowadays. That's not what you said at the show. You said that it's all about the bravado bandwagon. 
Laura, are you there? I think Laura gave up on this. She's like, no, I'm not going to deal with this tonight. Bob, uh, it's all like on that. you. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I think her call dropped. That's the uh, perils of blog talk radio. Every now and then you, uh, we get something like that. So uh, not that big of a deal. All right, well, let's keep going. Think, mono e mono, man to man. Absolutely. I think what... I think what Laura was going on with is, you know, pushing to get to that next level. Um, as a manager, you know, both in front of the curtain and behind of the curtain, what is it that you can do uh, or the most important thing that you can do to try to, you know, like with, with talking with worst-case scenarios about improving to get to that, you know, to get to that next level or help improve their career? Well, like um – me personally, like I said, the last time. Come on, Bob, you gotta listen to the last podcast, brother. It was fun. <laughs> well, we're running a refresher course here for those that missed you the first time. <laughs> um, uh, like I send Ethan and Eli like text messages and Huffman messages all the time, saying like, "Hey guys, you guys are the next big thing. Just keep on doing what you're doing." And backstage, it doesn't hurt that I shake every hand all the way from, like, the ring crew all the way up to, you know, the owner of the company. It doesn't matter who it is. I'm nice to everyone who I could possibly meet backstage because you never know. One day, you know, the guy that's, like, selling merch could be, you know, the owner of the company one day and go, well, screw that guy. He was an asshole to me when I was a nobody. Why should I care about him now? Is that your is that your mantra? Because we've got, we've got some people on that, that said, you know, uh, I don't like to burn bridges, and then I've had other people say, well, you know, I'm not worried about burning bridges. That's why they make boats. You know, have you had this come around? Have you had this come back around to bite you in the ass, you know, about I mean, your bridge all, burning or anything? I mean, there's always going to be people that hate me. I mean, there's people that hate everyone, no matter who you are, no matter, like, there's someone on the planet that hates Tom Hanks. You know what I'm saying? Like, everyone, right. everyone gets hated. It's just, I look at it like this. People say, we're not in this business to make friends. I look at it like I'm not in this business to make enemies. Do you think that there's, there's too much of that that goes on, the, the, the backstabbing behind the, behind the scenes, between well, I mean, whether it be between wrestler versus wrestler or wrestler versus promoter? Well, absolutely. I mean, there always is. It's wrestling. It's a shady business. I mean, the, the way I look at it is if we're, it's a competition. So if we're all admitting that it's a competition and we play by the rules or the quote-unquote rules, it's may the best right. man win. But in wrestling, it's sometimes a little bit of backstabbing. It's sometimes a lot of ass-kissing. It's whatever you want to call it. So I guess my gimmick is backstage is that I talk to everyone and I kiss everyone's ass. Like, I'm, like you won't ever hear me really say bad things about people. Like, that's right. not my bag. I'm always wanting to put people over. Like, Tessa, Tessa's absolutely amazing. Like, I love mm-hmm. Tessa Blanchard to death. So, like, my job would be to make y'all love her more, too, and make everyone else like her and see why I think she's awesome. I know that, I know Laura's, Laura's back with us, and she's got a question yeah. on, on Ring of Honor and stuff, but there's one more thing I wanted to ask you when we were talking about Are you a fan of shoot videos, Tommy? I, I mean, it... It seems like every month there's a shoot video that comes out on on, on somebody. Do you find those of having any value at all? Um, yes and no. It depends on the video. Like sometimes when you hear about people telling like about the pitfalls of like wrestling, or you hear their life stories, so you kind of understand a little bit more about their character and all that. 
Yeah, I find right. that intriguing. But when it's just people going on just like to talk shit about people all the time, that's not interesting to me. Like, I find that boring and kind of petty. Like, if I wanted to hear people talk shit about each other, I'd just sit backstage and listen to people talk shit about each other. Why do I need to watch it on video? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm going to say this too, Tommy. I don't think you put yourself over enough because when I got to High Point, you were out there uh, getting the concessions ready, uh, making sure that they had everything. I mean, you work really hard, too. Well, I mean, so don't like, let, well, you know... Well, like, I hate to say it like this, but it's like, ever since uh, ever since Jake stopped working for PWX, somebody else had to step up. And, like, it's not just, like, Jake did so much for PWX, like, with the ring and all that stuff that, like, instead of it just being one person, now it's myself and Zane doing, like, his job. Like, at the last show, you noticed how Caleb wasn't there, how, uh, like, so it was, like, Zane's running half the show, and then I'm running the other half while Brian's doing, like, what Brian does, and, like, he's controlling all the situations that are going on around. Like, he, he did a great job of, like, deviating the duties, and then we just took what he said to do, and we made it work. Just did it. Well, and that's what you're supposed to do, you know, uh, when you're a team player. And I, I definitely think that you are a team player. Um, I, I mean, like, if you, to go to, like about... if you go to Ring of Honor, you'll even see, like, uh, like Rhett Titus, who's one of the big stars there. Like, you'll still see him helping set up the ring and stuff like that. Because he's like, well, I'm part of the team. I'm essential personnel. And if I want to be essential personnel, I've got to make myself useful. And that's how I look at it. Right, and I think um, George South had posted today on Facebook that one of his new trainees quit because he was like, well, you didn't tell me I was going to put up a ring. Well, that's part of Yeah, and, like, part that's part of, of the business. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the business. Like, everyone's got to do it. Exactly. Everybody's got a job to do, and we all can't be just, you know, uh, <laughs> we all can't be John Cena, I guess. But, uh, yeah, um Speaking of uh, Rhett Titus and, and Ring of Honor, and what did you think about uh, the Ring of Honor pay-per-view and uh, TNA's recent three-night run in New York City? Um, it's a big deal whenever any wrestling promotion makes pay-per-view. Like, it's great for the business. And we're starting to hit that point where, uh, where like, wrestling always comes back around. And, like, there was, like, the 80s, like, the mid to late 80s where, like, wrestling was this big thing and there was, like, Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior and the Macho Man. And then it kind of, like, rolled out in the mid-90s and then came back with the Attitude Era. And it got really big again. And then it kind of rolled out again. And now we're getting this boom going back where people want to see, unfortunately, not what I do, which is sports entertainment. They want to see your Daniel Bryans, your CM Punks. You know, they want to see guys like Sami Zayn and all those guys. So we're we're hitting a boom, and I think I jumped in at the right time. I think you did, too. I think you did, too. And I, I got one more question, uh, Bob, if you don't mind. I've got one from... Oh, no, uh, no, go ahead. we got plenty of time. From, uh, cool, from cool Hand Luke. Um, uh, he wants to know what has been the best match that you have seen live that you were in? Uh, what's the, I guess, what's the best match you've been involved with? Um, the best match I've been involved with, uh, like, do you mean most entertaining match or just, like, where it's like, wow, that was an amazing match. Like, I think everyone responded to it. 
either way, it's going to be this last match, Bravados versus Worst Case Scenario. And, of course, Chris Lee versus Craig Huffman. They were both really, really entertaining matches. They really were. And you got uh, involved in, uh, well, not so much in the first one, but in the second one with the Bravados. I don't know what Harlem Bravado has about kicking your face, but he kicked your face and your glasses went flying, and I ran over and got them before someone stepped on them. No, thank um, you, thank you. You're very welcome, because I really was afraid somebody was going to step on them. But um, have you seen the pictures that Brian, that someone took with Brian over your prone body, giving the thumbs up and a big smile? Have those pictures no, they come have, out yet? I have not seen those pictures. They have not been released yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never seen anyone, I mean, it was like, Five people wanting to get a picture of them with Tommy's prone body. I, mean, I should have had them like leave it. a dollar. I should have had them leave a dollar for everyone that took a photo. <laughs> Just put the have. dollar in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, but um, you know I think you're the best manager in the business. I think that the worst case scenario is, you know, that team is just, I think, has nowhere to go but uh, – to the top, and that's that's no, you know, that's not bullshit. That's just how I feel. I've ever since I first saw you guys in January, I thought this is the team that's going to do it. And you know, I just wish you all the best. And you know, you're one of my favorite people in the whole world. So. Oh, sweet. Thank you. Oh, and as much as I love talking about worst case scenario, I also have another client by the name of Craig Huffman, who is an absolutely yes, do. dominant force. He is hard knocks Huffman. Like he's, I mean, the man has yeah. been dominant every time he's been in the ring. So what if he loses? Everyone still knows that outside of, like, there might be only one other force equally as dominant as him, and that's Moose. Everyone knows that Huffman and Moose are the two most dominant forces, and Huffman might be more dominant than Moose. That's true, because he is a beast. Huffman, he definitely is. is. Hard Knocks Huffman and, um, has got the look, you've got the size, and you can never, ever teach size. That's the one thing you cannot learn. You can only be born with it. That's very true. And so um, are you hoping for, you know, a PWX title run? Are you going to start out, uh, you know, trying for Lance Lude's uh, TV title with him? So, I mean, what are you planning on doing with him? Or is that secret? I think right now Huffman will be used as anyone who I have a vendetta against. I had a problem with Chris Lee making it big because he split his fans. So I can't fight Chris Lee, but Craig Huffman sure can. That's true. That's very true. So you, so you think it was um, a fluke? that uh, Chris Lee's gotten all this national attention. Absolutely a fluke. I mean, he didn't even complete the toe touch, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone always forgets that. <laughs> yeah, he got he, he got viral he got viral coverage for splitting his pants. Absolutely. And this is a weird segue, but I also I forgot someone to talk are talking about someone in the last podcast and that was Corky Franks. Corky Franks is absolutely amazing at what he does, and I thank Corky yeah. Franks so much for everything he has done for me in this business. Like, he's just an all-around good guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's Corky, a great re-announcer. Yeah, he's a great re- We need to get him on the show. 
Yeah, we do. We absolutely do. He, yeah, he's definitely a good interview. Like, don't ever let Corky Franks fool you. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna like Corky's gonna kill me when he hears this. But like, Corky Franks always plays like the, and this is his words, not mine. He always like, he's like, yeah, I'm just some dumb redneck from Gastonia, and I'm like. Corky, you are probably one of the smartest men in this room right now. You're not some dumb redneck from Gastonia. <laughs> you want the world to think that, but you are definitely not. <laughs> mm. Tommy, what uh, what events do you have coming up, whether it's uh, either by yourself or perhaps with worst-case scenarios? What, what Where can people see you at coming up? Uh, the next show I will be at, I will be this weekend, Trans South Wrestling in Union, South Carolina. It's going to be a nice outdoor show because it's going to be hotter than, you know, a uh, hot place. I'm running out of analogies right now, but it's going to be very, very hot in South Carolina. Right. So we're going to be doing it outdoors. Um, I'm going to be scouting some talent while I'm down there because mm-hmm. uh, apparently oh. Tessa Blanchard will be wrestling against a, uh, an old nemesis of mine known as Amanda Rodriguez. Okay. And oh. me and Amanda old long-standing beef. You can find it on YouTube. Just Google or YouTube uh, the Tommy Thomas and Amanda Rodriguez, and you'll see me and her have issues with each other. Okay. Interesting. Now, I know that uh, I know you're both on on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, your Twitter address is at the Tommy Thomas. At Super Domino. At no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 at Mr. Uh, 13 fucking 26 at uh, hotmailgofuckyourself.com. No, uh, you know, on Twitter and Facebook. On Twitter and Facebook, it's the Tommy Thomas. All one word. You can just find me that way. You can Google search me. It really doesn't matter. You'll find me somehow or I'll find you because I'm that guy. I troll my fans. I don't care. I love having fans. So if I can troll my fans, I'll do it all day. Very cool. <laughs> One last thing that if we could ask you, could you record a bump for us? Because I know that uh, the last time you were on, I do know that you run out of time, and it was something that we didn't get to do. So if you could just uh, throw us something. This is the Tommy Thomas, and you're listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Show. We'd appreciate it. Oh, wait, before I go, can I say one thing? Derek, visit him at every single show. com. Derek at the gimmick table. Just remember that. YouTube gimmick table, Derek will come up. He's great. He's going to help you out. Very cool. All right, but, yeah, uh, so you want me to say on the Tommy Thomas Live at the Armory? All right, here we go. Uh, Get the record button ready. I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the Tommy Thomas talent representative for the Independent Sports Entertainment Society, and you are listening to Live at the Armory with Fat House Bob and Loose Laura. <laughs> As only Tommy could put it. Yes, Tommy, we, I would expect nothing less. Nothing less. We really appreciate your time tonight. We appreciate you coming back on the show. It's good to talk to you. Oh, thank you, guys. Mr. 1326 is out, and Tessa Blanchard is amazing. I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you, Tommy. Bye, Tommy. Bye. And there goes Tommy Thomas, folks. <laughs> He's funnier. <laughs> he cracks me up. He cracks me up. He is. You. I'm telling you, um, when you see a PWX show and with him, you'll understand why I think he's the best manager in the business today. I mean, he just 
he's like Jim Cornette. He reminds me of Jim Cornette and J.J. Dillon. We, you know, you talked about that too. It's it's just right. it's actually refreshing to see a manager out there just doing the stuff he does, and he's not afraid to get kicked in the face twice, <laughs> you yeah. know, in one month. So yeah, yeah. Tommy's great. Can't say it's crazy about him. And just so that Tommy does know, I, I, I did listen to part of the part of the previous interview, but I did not listen to the entire interview. I had I had you know, I'm a busy guy. I got a lot of things that are going on. You know, I can't let sit and listen to I, I try to listen to every episode afterwards to see how things went and you know, if our guests had a good right. time and you know, everything seemingly, you know, it, it goes that way. Uh, coming up here in about 15 minutes, maybe a few minutes earlier than that, we will have Tessa Blanchard on the line. Our studio number is 213-816-1605. And I know that you had a couple of uh, events that we were going to cover that are coming up this weekend. There's not a lot going on this weekend. There are some things going on um, because, obviously, it's the holiday weekend. But I know Milestone's got an event. Laura, do you want to give us the info on it? I certainly will. Uh, my good friends at Milestone Wrestling uh, are putting on an event this Saturday at the Hickory National Guard Armory in Hickory, North Kakalaki. Uh, doors open at 7. Bell time is at 8. Tickets are $8. Um, they put on a great show. If you like um, hardcore wrestling, uh, you'll love this. Uh, one last match for the Smash Mouth title where we see our good friend and previous show guest, uh, Terry Houston, take on Colt 45, who's been on the show as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have uh, Tennessee Pride, which is a tag team, and I think they're the Smash Mouth Tag Team Champions. Not sure about that, but uh, taking on Blood Money, and that's all I could find. I'm sure they've got more great uh, wrestling, as they always do, so go out and see our good friends at Milestone Wrestling at the Hickory National Guard Armory Saturday uh, bell times 8 o'clock uh, Also want to talk about my good friend Josie Morgan has a promotion Called Scars and Stripes It will be July 5th At the Belmont Armory National Guard In Belmont Belmont North Kakalaki Doors open at 7.30 Bell time is at 8 General admission is mm-hmm. 10 bucks. Kids 5 to 10, $5 in, And this is going to be in support Of the Belmont Community Organization uh, we've got Trent Rage versus Ryan Rain, Will Demented. If you haven't seen Will, you need to go check him out. Versus Boris Baranov. If you've not seen him, he's he's, he's got a great Russian gimmick. It's good. Um, uh, the main I don't think the main event, but this is a pretty big thing. Uh, Zane Riley is going to take on Cedric Alexander and Rob Killjoy in a three-way. And Rick Barbados has an open challenge to anyone. He's got like this funky mask and it's um, all kinds of good stuff uh, going on. Uh, I was supposed to go down and be the ring announcer uh, due to everything that's going on in July. I can't. Uh, but um, one... Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're supposed to go do what? I'm so, I was supposed to go down and be the ring announcer for uh, Josie. She asked me to do that. I told her I couldn't because I have a lot of things going on uh, wrestling-wise in July. So on the next Scars and Stripes, um, I am going to be going down to be the ring announcer. And we're going to plug the show, of course. Why am, why am I just now hearing about this? You didn't say anything to this. 
me about this. You didn't say nothing. That's a pretty big deal. Well, the reason why I didn't, well, yeah, well, the reason why I didn't is because I'm not going to be able to go. But um, oh, hopefully, at their next event, I'm going to um, go down and uh, be a ring announcer. And Josie says that she'd like for me to be a regular at the Scars and Stripes uh, wrestling show. So we'll see. Uh, I really cool want to do that. Uh, yeah, it sounds like a fun time, but um, can't do it. Um, also, just want to. Um, add this Seth Webb at Big Daddy Webb on Twitter. Uh, thanks just for putting over milestone. And uh, there's also going to be a match between Trey Chaos and Mike Levy, so that should be good because anytime those two get together, it's a barn burner. So just want to throw that out there. Yep, and uh, Mike Levy, he's also a former show guest, and I put out some links uh, last night on uh, Facebook to uh, some previous shows that people had sent me messages about. I put out one about the Luke Hawks interview, put one out about uh, yeah, Jesse Bell, uh, and I put one out about Hudson Evie because Hudson got a lot of press over her appearance mm-hmm. in uh, IWA Queen of the Deathmatch tournament. Uh, she did not win the tournament, but uh, had a very strong showing, um, and there were a lot of fans that were really impressed with her, so we put that link back out. And we do that from time to time, so that's why it's important for you to follow our Twitter account, at From the Armory, or follow us and like our Facebook page, or find me and Laura on Facebook, because we put out those links to, uh, to previous show guests. You know, we have you know, Cedric Alexander, Caleb Conley, Amanda Rodriguez, Sassy Steph, on and on and on and on and on. So if you want links to that, all you got to do is go on to our Twitter page or our Facebook page, and, and we put those up. And speaking of show guests, and I know you mentioned this right at the top of the at the program, uh, both the Bravados and John Schuyler, if I'm not mistaken, are either on an airplane or very soon to be on an airplane heading over to Europe. I know John's going to be over there for a couple months doing that uh, European uh, tour that he's going to be on. Uh, I think you mentioned so are the Bravados. Going to, and uh, so the Bravados, England. They talked about Ireland. Uh, you know, just being able to get to travel and, and go. So we wanted to uh, obviously, you know, wish them safe travel, safe journey, and hopefully we'll, uh, if the international rates aren't too difficult, hopefully they'll uh, be putting up some stuff on social media so we can find out how it's going. And speaking of social media, I saw this, and I know you saw this, the $5 wrestling deal about freight train yes, trying freight to train. go to – England. Yeah, I'm going to be donating some money for Freight Train because um, I love Freight Train. I absolutely, he is really one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. But um, you can go to kickstarter.com and probably just type in Freight Train or $5 Wrestling. It'll come up. There's a little video that Jake Manning and he do, and there's a a little... uh, bit of uh, information about Freight Train, who he is and everything, and let's get Freight Train to England, because um, I would absolutely love to see him interact with the English fans. Uh, Five Dollar Wrestling seems to be pretty big over in uh, England. Um, they know who Big Donnie is. Um, I'm sure they know who Freight Train is, too. So, yeah, uh, guys, let's get Freight Train over to England. Let's, now, let's my do question, this. My question would be is that if Freight Train goes over there, I wonder if he can get knighted, and we would have to call him Sir Freight Train. Oh, that would be so incredible. 
I think that we should call him Sir so Freight Train true. anyway. I think that would be Sir pretty Freight cool. Train. I think we should too. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, and, uh, thank you. <laughs> I know that you've talked to him. I've talked to him. The guy is just, I, I love Freight Train. He's just incredible. And uh, and uh, this is the only thing uh, positive that I'll say about Caleb Conley. In the Put Over the World series episode, <laughs> the last episode with Zane, all we got to do is go 88 miles an hour. The bit with Freight Train on the couch is priceless. Yes. About Are, him talking about being in a hole. yeah, being in an ulterior universe. That, uh, <laughs> folks, if you don't know, if you don't know what we're talking about, all you got to go to do is go to YouTube, find Caleb Conley or Zane Riley on social media, type in "put over the world," and watch the episode of time travel. It is. Absolutely it's 88 freaking miles per hilarious. hour is what it's called. Yes. That's what the episode Absolutely is called. freaking yeah. hilarious. It is yes. 100% off the hook. Um, last thing I wanted to mention, and, and we're going to get Tessa on the line here in just a minute. Um, I put, I found this link. It seems like England's a hotbed going on right now. A lot of people traveling to mm-hmm. England. Luke Hawks put out a promo on facing AJ Styles in England. And if I remember right, when, yeah, we had the Luke, when we've had the Luke Hawks interview, there were a couple of people that he said that he legitimately did not care for and would love to have in the ring, and one of them was Bob Holly. And I've seen the links. He, rest, he got to wrestle Bob Holly, and, and I saw uh, parts of that match. He talked about AJ Styles, you know, because this was right after AJ's release, you know, being the hot thing, you know, this, that, and the other from TNA. And... Uh, if you haven't seen that Luke Hawks promo about facing AJ Styles, I believe that is like in two months. I want to say it's like in September, sometime around in there. I'll have to go back on Luke's page and find out that the actual date and, and all that. But if you catch his promo on AJ Styles, come on. You talk yeah, it's, about it's... You talk about legit not liking somebody. Mm-hmm. Luke Hawks has no love lost for AJ Styles. The line that got no, me was not at all. Line that got me was you're like a pop tart. You're soft in the middle. I thought so, he said he was sweet in the middle. Soft, sweet, doesn't matter to me. Pop tart's a pop tart, kid. <laughs> There's a bunch of different flavors, but they're all the same. Soft, sweet. <laughs> Like a pop tart. Oh. That's some good stuff. Luke Hawks, I love that Luke Hawks. That was some good stuff. Love Luke Hawks. Looks great. Yeah, I'd like to get him back on maybe at the end of the year if we can. See how his year's been. I know oh, he's yeah. going to be wrestling uh, in the Shamrock Cup. You know, because he's the 2013 That's Shamrock right. Cup winner, title holder for Maryland Championship Wrestling. Would really like to, to see how that goes down this year. Uh that was a big, big thing for him, and I know he's kicking around Matt Hardy some more. That big feud going on—that's that's always got me torn. So you know, well, folks, we've come up to that time. Um, our studio number is two one three eight one six one six zero five, and I can see, if my memory serves me correctly, that our next guest is already on the line. Folks, joining us is the daughter of WWE Hall of Famer Tully Blanchard. You know him member of the original member of the Four Horsemen. Uh, his daughter, Tessa, is now 
ventured off into wrestling land, and I believe this is Tessa right here, so let's get her on the line. Tessa, hello, is that you? Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing fine. We're doing fine, and want to thank you for being on the show with us tonight. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited I could make it this time. I'm 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 glad you talked about that earlier. We we originally had you scheduled. Oh, I heard, uh, I heard. Yeah, for a little bit, and you had some stuff. Is everything okay? Did everything um, go okay? I'm good at home right now. Um, mom's not doing too well, but uh, but everything's everything's coming together at home. Okay, I'm I'm sorry to hear that. I, I certainly hope that that everything works out the way that it should. It, it should. Um, I I hope so too. Okay. And uh, joining us, uh, joining us on the line is is Laura with us. Laura, you want to say hello to Tessa? Hey, Tessa. Hey, it's good to hear from you again. It's good to hear from you. I ran into Tessa at PWX after the uh, end of the show, introduced myself and uh, all that good kind of stuff. So yeah, we're, we're so happy to have you. Thank you. Tessa, I know that you have a very busy schedule, and, and we certainly appreciate you taking the time to be with us tonight. Um, in doing prep work for the show, you know, because we have to, you know, do prep work so we know who we're talking about and who we're talking to, I came across some videos of your dad giving his testimony. And to be honest with you, I found myself quite moved by it. Um, he talked about uh, failing a drug test in 1989, losing a contract, becoming unemployed, struggles of living a new Christian life. And my question to you is, has he spoken to you personally about perils like this, about the drugs and the finances that can be associated with professional wrestling? Um, yes, and I've actually heard his testimony many times. Um, I, love, I love hearing my dad preach. Um, but he talks to me uh, about the business side of wrestling a lot. Um, and the advice that he gives me is to be mentally, incredibly mentally strong, um, because most females in the business don't make it that 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 far because because they aren't mentally strong and they can't handle the pressures and the trials that you're faced with. But um, I think that with the mentors and the counselors that I have, like my dad, my stepdad, George, um, it's 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 keeping me mentally strong, keeping me focused on what I want to do and not getting sidetracked. Right, and 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 I knew I had, I had saw another interview, and I'll, I'll skip to that question. It was that was one of the questions that I had for you. I, I know that your some of your advice that your dad had for you uh, concerned longevity in wrestling for women and and about mental toughness. And my question is, have you already encountered situations uh, with fans or other wrestlers or promoters where those words on mental toughness really? rang true or, you know, the bell went off and said, ah, this is what Dad was talking about. Oh, incredibly. I mean, from the locker room to out in the ring. I mean, I remember last weekend at PWX before our match, I just, I I had a breakdown in the locker room. I was just, I just broke down for a minute. And Amber Young uh, came back there and talked to me about how um, being the daughter of someone who's already made it in the business adds all that extra stress on you. It adds all that pressure. You feel um, you go out in the ring with people already having expectations of you. Um, and so keeping that mental toughness is is, is very hard at, um, at sometimes. But, um, 
going out in the ring, I just, I, I put all of that out of my mind, and I just try to put on the best show that I can and prove to people that I deserve to be, be there, not because of my name, but because of how hard I've been working as well. Right. Now, I know that you've been busy as, as of late, you know, in, in big demand for interviews. I know you've been on a lot of shows. And I, I know, and, and this kind of ties into what we were just talking about, I know that you get the constant questions about, you know, expectations and pressures. I mean, you know, daughter of Tully Blanchard, an icon, a legend in this business. But isn't that really just other people projecting their own expectations of what they think you should be or where you should be at onto you? Is it, isn't it, it's a little unfair, isn't it? Um, yeah, but, you know, that's how, that's, that's just how it's got to be sometimes. I remember in training, George was telling me about how Reed Flair would train there, and he would all, he would have all these pressures on him because his dad is Rick Flair, and all these people would come up to him at the gimmick tables and be like, hey, Reed, how's your dad? And Reed would just say to George, uh, you know, once in a while I wish someone would ask how I'm doing. George would do this thing where he would uh, put a mask on Reed Flair and send him out there to wrestle so he could just have fun, you know. And he didn't have any pressure. No one knew who he was. He had a mask on. And he got to go out in that ring and just have fun. And George always says that when it's not fun, you shouldn't be doing it anymore. Fair, that's fair enough. And I, I, know that, I know that you had said that um, – that uh, Hall of Fame experience uh, for the WWE was a pivotal moment for you in your decision to pursue wrestling as a career. Um, has there already been a moment where you've sat down like what you were just talking about in the locker room and said, what was I thinking? Never, not for a second. I mean, this is, this is all I want to do in my whole life. And uh, in 2012, you're right, I um, – I was on the way to a radio interview with my dad at Guest Access, and I was sitting on the bus, and Beth Phoenix and Kelly Kelly were sitting there talking to me about just their experience thus far and uh, about different things in training and all the people they get to meet, the places they get to go, the impact they make on people's lives, uh, being a role model, just what it's like, and it absolutely captivated me, and it gave me that moment where I was like, man, maybe I could do this. And ever since then, you know, I've I've been doing everything that I can to do this. Now, now that you've now that you've decided to pursue this, I mean, I, I know that you've said that you have the the support of both uh, your father and your stepfather. What have your other family members, your siblings, what have they thought about this decision? Um, you know, I think just like being my siblings, they've they've kind of doubted me sometimes. Um, not really sure that if Tessa could do this, but um, uh, whenever I've talked to them, I've shown them videos or they've looked it up and heard about Tessa getting into wrestling now. Um, they've shot me a text or called me, and they've been supportive. Um, we all kind of live farther away. My brother and my sister live in Texas with my dad, and my right. other sister's married. Um, but my stepbrother, him and I are really close. He'll talk to me, and he's... He's actually interested in possibly getting into wrestling himself one day. And so it's mm. kind of fun to talk to him about what I've been learning so far and him and I can, like, mess around. But um, they've, been, they've been supportive and excited for me. Very cool. Very cool. Oops, that's me. Sorry. 
Um, that's what happens when you tweet and, and do a lot of stuff. Sorry about that, Tessa. Um, I have a very important question to ask you, Tessa. Um, did you really eat most of those Sour Patch Kids I gave to Caleb Conley at Ziggy's in March? Oh, my God. How do you know about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I, okay. I, um... I ate the blue and the red ones, and I gave the rest of them to Jerry Sags, the guy running the high spot gimmick table. And as far as Caleb knows, he ate them all. Well, see, uh, Caleb is the one that told me that you ate them. I thought we were past this. (laughs) (laughs) If you ever, my birthday is coming up. You can get a little jar and pick out the red and the blue Sour Patch Kids and just put them in a jar for me, I would be so happy. See, she's already I'll like a rock what. star. She's picking out certain colors. You're going to have to put that on the rider on your contract. <laughs> the red and the blue ones. Don't make them touch. Yep, that's the only ones I'll have. I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, the, the next PWX show that you're at, I will bring you some Sour Patch Kids as well. That way you don't have to um, fight Caleb for his. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, if I keep pointing fingers, I'm going to blame it on Amanda because she told me where they were. <laughs> now, now it's going to turn into the Sour Patch Kids conspiracy. Exactly. Everybody Exactly. You stole my Sour Patch Kids. This is awesome. Brian, if you're listening, you need to book this. Um, I, hear, I hear a promo. I hear a promo in the future. Exactly. Involving Sour Patch Kids. Awesome. There you go. Um, speaking of um, well, doing little promos and everything, I have seen you on Eric Thompson's flea show with little fleas, and you said that you two were BFFs, and I think that was really sweet and allowed fans to see a side of you that they may not get to see. We're going we're gonna to kayfabe that. <laughs> <laughs> that is I don't even know what to say to that, so um, I'll just move right along. (laughs) Um, I grew up watching your dad and George South wrestle and um, was not a fan of the Four Horsemen. I was a little girl, so they were going up against the Rock and Roll Express, so you know whose side I was on. Um, But still, your dad was very, very entertaining. So was George, for that matter of fact. And I was just wondering, what's been the most difficult thing to learn from them? Was it a wrestling move? Was it, you know, how the, the proper way to do a promo? What, in your opinion, what's been the most difficult thing to learn? Honestly, not thinking. George always tells me everything will come together. It's much easier when you stop thinking. And when I first started out, I was overthinking everything. Uh, just about how to lock up, how to how to do certain moves, and and just in the ring, I was overall thinking about everything, and that's what kept messing me up. Uh, that's what it was like a big rock I had to get over. Um, so when I stopped doing that, um, I started get, gaining more confidence, and um, I started looking better in the ring as well. 
Awesome. So now, it's, it's kind of like a natural thing. Sorry, Bob. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. So it's you, you can't overthink things. You just got to get in there and actually just do it, basically. Yes, ma'am. No, I was just getting ready to say I, a lot of folks that we've talked to, you know, Cedric and Caleb and Amanda and on and on and on, always bring up George South. Uh, and many people uh, we've had on the show credit him with their foundation and development. And I know you've you've covered what it's like to to work with George. Has he given you a nickname? Um, he calls me Tully. He calls you Tully. Yes, like Caleb is Sam Lane, Cedric is Cedric, we have a CM Punk, we have a Dark Journey, we have a Carl Stiles, Darth Vader, I'm Tully. <laughs> You're Tully, come on. We have to get a hold of George and say, come on, man, we got to get something, got to get something more. He just, he just calls you Tully? <laughs> it's Tully. <laughs> okay. That's hilarious. Now there are great, there are a ton of great wrestlers in the in the North Carolina area that are on the verge of breaking out. I know Cedric Alexander had a phenomenal performance at the Ring of Honor pay per view. How exciting for you, Tessa, is it to be in this area right now around these people like Cedric and Caleb and, and so many more at high spots? It's I can't even stress how much of a blessing it is. Um, Caleb and Cedric have been a huge, 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 huge deal in in, in my training. Um, they both worked with me, um, teaching me more and more about what they already know. They've been in this business for so long, and their patience with me has been unbelievable. And I'm just, I'm very thankful for them and everyone at High Spots, Michael, George. George has shared so much knowledge with me and put so much confidence in me. It's unreal and it's such a blessing to be in the ring with those guys every week. How how has your experience been with uh, with PWX and Trans South? Because I know that uh, I know PWX and Trans South are solid promotions. I know that there's there's good and bad in pro wrestling in the Indies. Um, how how's Brian and, and and Derek been for you at those two promotions? Um, Brian and Derek have made those promotions feel like home to me. Um, Derek's been like a big brother, kind of like teaching uh, knowledge into me, but also being very, very professional. Brian, PWS was the first promotion that I got to go and uh, do anything with, really. I was ring girl. Um, and they've, honestly, they've been so great to me. They've made it feel like home. They've been patient, waiting while uh, when I didn't feel like I was ready to have a match. Um, they found something else for me to do uh, just so I could be around wrestling. Uh, learn more, see more, be around the guys, learn uh, the etiquette, setting up the ring, setting up chairs, just anything I could do to be around wrestling, they they help me uh, get involved with. Now, who who are you watching or liking in pro wrestling right now? Who who do you like to watch work, whether it's in the indies or on TV? Um, I love watching Charlotte, Ashley, because... I remember in 2012 when she was just telling her dad that she wanted to get into wrestling and seeing how far she's come in two years, just training, 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 and watching her work in the ring, how how technically amazing she is, is it kind of gives me a burst of confidence, like, hey, I could be there too. 
Um, I also I love watching Natalia, um, uh, amazing in the ring. Um, but honestly, like lately, I've been watching a lot of the old school guys. Um, Leilani Kai is one of my all time favorites. I don't think she was given enough credit for what she was able to do in that ring. And mm-hmm. I'll actually steal some of her moves and um, actually threw a little bit of a backdrop on Chastity last weekend. That was Leilani's. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I. I absolutely love it. Well, let me ask you about Cameron Cade. Um, I've seen you with him, and I think you two make a formidable team. Reminded me a little bit of of your dad and and baby doll. Um, Since you've made your in-ring debut, will you still continue to manage and valet? Oh, of course. Um, uh, You know, Cameron... I feel like we kind of like feed off each other when we're out at the ring. Um, he's an amazing worker, and um, I love managing him down at TSW. Um, but managing the few, the few people that I do right now and that I will in the future, you know, Jackson James, I manage him down at Wrestle Birmingham, and him and I are going to go to Florida in a few weeks. Uh, he, Jackson is absolutely phenomenal in the ring, and in such a short period of time, it's I, I love I love coming out to the ring with those guys. I I honestly do. Yeah, Jackson was at uh, PWX this weekend and uh, put on a very impressive show. Most certainly, uh, and so did you. By the way, uh, your match with um, Chastity Taylor was very good, very solid, and I think you went over very well as a heel. Um. You know, I think wrestling needs good women heels. I don't think there's really that many in the business right now. And was it your plan to be a heel, or did you think about being a baby face? Um, that's something like, sure, the promoter might give me an idea of what they want me to do ahead of time, but when I go out there, the crowd ultimately decides. When I go out there, they, they automatically know if they love me or they hate me. And it just so happened they hated me at PWX, and they cheered for Cassidy. <laughs> but in the end, we saw who came out on top. So it, it, exactly, I think they they love to hate you at PWX. I believe, you know. I love it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you guys keep bringing Cassidy back. I'll keep giving her a Blanchard beatdown. It's no problem. <laughs> That's good stuff. Absolutely no problem at all. In fact, it will be my pleasure. Now, when with uh, with with training at high spots, Tessa, when you walked in, did you have an expectation in your mind of what was going to occur, or did you just go in with an with an open mind? Uh, the first time I ever stepped foot in high spots, I actually went to the wrong building. I went to the building in front of it. I put the address in my GPS, and I go into this office building, and I'm like, where's the wrestling ring? They're like, sweetheart, I think you have the wrong building. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I get back in my car. I drive for, like, another half a mile, and then I find high spots. I go in. Michael introduces himself to me. Um, I sign off on some stuff, and I meet all the guys. I was absolutely intimidated, terrified out of my life, did not want to get in the ring, scared. Um, I was like, these guys know what they're doing. I have no clue what I'm doing. I, can I just watch for the first time? Can I just watch? Um, but, no, they they were so welcoming. I met all the guys, got in the ring, trained for like two, three hours. Um, 
and seeing, remembering how awful I was in the ring, and I know I have so much to improve on and learn to this day, but I, being a high spots learning from George, I, I feel myself improving. I can see myself improving, and I'm, I'm able to do things that I never thought I would be able to do in the ring. And I do I owe most of that credit to George. Now I had I had saw a a video that you had posted on on your Facebook page of um, just some stuff that George had had you working on in the ring, and I, I've personally have, I've never met George in person, but he seems so uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He seems so soft spoken but yet assertive in exactly what he wanted to do. Did you take on to that right away? I mean I mean I've seen other you know videos of. You know, the old power plant days, we had Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker running around screaming at guys, and they were puking in the trash cans and, and all that other crap. Did did you did you get acclimated to his style of teaching relatively quickly? Yes. Um, you know, going in the ring, George kind of like, he, he lets you know how it is right up front. Um, and when you're able to shut up and listen, it will all come together and you will learn. Because that's really what you have to do. When you're in the ring, if you listen to George, even if he's wrong, he is right. If you listen to him, you will learn and you will get it. Um, that's just how his style of teaching is. I don't, I don't know how it works out that way. But he, the way he teaches, I don't even know how to put it into words. It's, you learn quickly if you, if you listen. Um, mm-hmm. It all, it all, it, it comes together. I don't, I don't even know how to put it into words. Okay, no, that that that's fair enough. Um, have there been students that have that have already dropped out that that you started with that said this just isn't for me? Yes, of course, we'll have new guys in there all the time, and maybe they won't be there next week because they couldn't handle it. Um, you know, the first class, all you do is bump. You're bumping over and over and over and over and over again. And if you can't handle that, then maybe it isn't for you. Um, and that's okay. That's okay. It is. Uh, wrestling is not for everybody. Um, but the people the people that have the heart and they're all in it, you know, you have to pay your dues. You have to, you have to go through setting up the ring. You have to go through taking your bumps. You have to... Uh, Take your dues in this business because there's guys in here who've been working in the Indies for seven, eight years, um, haven't got a contract yet, but they've been working their asses off. And you'll have people who come in their first day and already feel entitled. And I never want to be mistaken for that person who has that sense of entitlement because of who their family is or where they come from. Um, I believe in you start from the bottom up. You know, there's no such thing as a natural in the ring. Um, and I've, I've had to do that, too. I'm not my dad. My last name may get my foot in the door, may get me in front of the right people, but once I step into that ring, that's Tessa, and I've had to learn. I've had to start from setting up the ring, setting up chairs, not knowing how to lock up with someone and work my way up, which I'm still still doing, and it's far, far off. Now, and you mentioned about, you know, having that last name and getting your foot in the door. It, obviously, other students that were there that were that are, that are learning to to become a professional wrestler obviously know who you are. Did did any of them treat you any differently, or 
how did you try to break through that barrier? You know, I felt a lot of cold shoulders um, when I first, when I was in the locker room sometimes. Um, you know, girls girls are mean. Girls are mean. Yeah. That's just human nature. Girls are mean. Um, and yeah. a lot of times I've had to bite my tongue. I've had to just shut up and do because I knew and I, I, I should respect these girls as much as they should respect me, but if not more, I should respect them because they've they've gone through their training and they're traveling and they're working their butts off to get contract life. Um, but for the most part, they like at training, Caleb, Cedric, all the guys, they treat me like I'm, I'm them. You know, like we're all equals. We just we're all there for the same purpose. We're all there because we want to achieve the same thing. Um, and so they've been really good about just seeing me as an equal and helping me out where I need it and not just turning their shoulder on me because I don't want to uh, be mistaken for having that sense of entitlement in the ring. Now, I've, I've got one more one more question to, to follow along that line, and then there's, there's somebody on the phone that would like to speak with you. Um, Along those lines, I know, I know that you know that, that Caleb is there and Cedric and others. Has there been a female performer that you have as a go-to that you can get it from a woman's perspective? Uh, some of these things that you were talking about. Um, yes, actually, uh, last weekend in New England, um, Shauna. She's from Portugal. She lives in France. She's in the indie scene. She's been in for a really long time. Um, she was absolutely amazing. I found myself in tears sometimes because of what she was teaching me that I had no clue about. And her, as well as Taylor Hendricks, taught me so much last weekend at, in New England. And I've kind of kept up with them through social media, but they've helped me so much in the ring, as well as Amanda Rodriguez. She's, she's helped me um, at High Spot. You know, she trains with us. And she'll work with me on stuff. She'll teach me some of the uh, – secrets of the business but um you know those girls have been been really good to me well joining us on the phone is one of your pwx cohorts the tommy thomas is on the line <laughs> mr tommy, 1326 is, mr 1326 is back <laughs> that's right <laughs> hey i just want to say that tessa blanchard is completely awesome <laughs> I love you, Tommy. That's the only reason why I called was just I just wanted to say that Tessa Blanchard is absolutely amazing and that she knows even that she's like the hottest chicken wrestling. Tommy, even though you're doing this, I'm not giving you the ox cable on the way to Trans South this weekend. Come on. <laughs> I'm not giving it to you. I'm in, I'm in control of the radio and I'm driving. Darn it. Darn. <laughs> she's driving. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. All Tommy wants to listen to is Britney Spears and NSYNC. We're not doing it. It's it's true. That's my get high music before a show. That's not even a That's joke. That's a jam. Well, we'll however, take you to Jimmy John. We will go to Jimmy John. Yes. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. She she gets uh, to drive, Blanchard but she'll take you to Jimmy John. Tessa Blanchard is paying. incredible. She is darn it. I always I'll, I'll I'll pay. Yeah, we all know I'll pay. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! 
Thank you very much, Tommy, for calling back. I know that I know that Tessa's comforted now. Know that she can drive. She gets to control the radio, and she gets Jimmy John's, courtesy of you. Yes. I'm, it's like a win-win-win for her. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Thank you very oh, much, Tommy. Too. Bye, guys. Seriously, Tessa, you're incredible. I'll see you this weekend. All right. Bye, Tommy. Bye. <laughs> there goes Tommy. Now that, off, now, now that Tommy's off the phone, I can tell you how um, we went to the club not too long ago, and I actually had to babysit Tommy Thomas that night. <laughs> why would you have to babysit? Why would you have to babysit the Tommy Thomas? Why would you have to babysit him? There's a story in here. I'm trying to get out of you. <laughs> fireball got to him And you know the story about Laura I was listening You you picked up Tommy's glasses uh, Ringside so no one stepped on him Right He was so he was so far bent over at the club That his glasses fell off And I had to go grab them So no one stepped on them <laughs> <laughs> Oh somebody's always got to be helping Tommy do something <laughs> Oh lord Oh lordy it's the fireball that got to him. The fireball. The fireball got I to see. Tommy Thomas. <laughs> Tessa, it, it's it's no secret um, that Rick Flair's daughter, Ashley, you've already mentioned her, uh, currently involved with NXT, has a lot of buzz around her as well right now. And I know that I know that you two speak a little bit. Um, did she uh, did she have any words for you? about performing at that next level, what it's been, what her experience has been like? Um, she, when we were texting, she told me that her experience so far has been amazing and she's been working so hard. Um, her family's been so supportive of her. And um, I let her know, like, I'm training, I'm getting into wrestling too. And she just told me to just keep working really hard. Um, anything's achievable down there. Now, I know that a lot of people were really, really big on the match that she had uh, versus Natalia. Some folks, yeah, some folks were, were going as far to say that it was, it was the best match uh, put on by two women in the WWE that they can remember. Did you have an opportunity to see that match? Oh, that match was amazing. That match was amazing, yeah. I've actually watched it over and over and over again. Um, those two ladies in the ring, their dad's ringside, that match, that was magical, for real. Oh, God, it was so good. Now, I'm sorry, I was I was reading something that, that came in. <laughs> yeah, did you just get that, Bob? Yeah, I, I, no, Bob, I, yeah, I, just, I just got, I just got yeah. a message on something that's yeah. funny. Um, fans are already talking um, about you having a, a dream match or a dream pairing of you and, and Ashley Flair. How realistic is that, and are you opposed uh, or for an angle like that if the opportunity were ever to present itself? Oh, I would feel so honored to be in the ring uh working with or against um, Ashley. I feel like being in the ring with her, I could learn so much from her, and 
that getting in the ring with people that are better than me, I love doing that. I always learn something. Um, but what a throwback. What a what an experience that would be to be in the ring with Ashley. And you know what? Maybe one day it will happen, um, and hopefully it does. Now, what do you want wrestling fans that are that are listening to our show, uh, what, what do you want them to know about you that will have them buying tickets to come see you wrestle? I'm the baddest bitch in professional wrestling. Uh, That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) I mean, when you get a ticket to that show, your ass is going to be glued to that seat. You're not going to want to get up because you are going to be throwing soda cans, popcorn. It's happened before. I've come back with a few bruises. Um, Come on. It is an experience, and you are going to – you are going to hate me or you are going to love to hate me. And it's going to be, it's going to be something magical when you come to see me. In the immortal words of Jim Ross, as long as there's an ass every 18 inches, you're happy, right? <laughs> <laughs> now I wanted to, I, I did want to say this to you. Uh, it, it, it's been a, been an absolute pleasure to have you on the phone and, and on a personal note, I wanted you to relay a message to your dad for me. Um, I've had the privilege, I've had the privilege of of speaking to J.J. Dillon, and I've also met and spoke to Arn Anderson, and I haven't been able yet to meet Ric Flair or Barry Windham or your dad. But the two simple words that, if I had the opportunity to meet him, that I would say is thank you. Um, He is the reason that I have been a wrestling fan for 36 years. So if you could pass that on to him for me, because I don't know if I'll ever get the chance to say it to him in person, I would appreciate that. I will, sir, and I'm sure he will appreciate that. He loves, he loves hearing stories like that. Well, I, I, remember, I remember them walking out. <laughs> I remember them walking out, uh, and right then I was hooked. You know, it's, uh, you know that's why I've... I've stayed a fan of wrestling and will continue to stay a fan of wrestling because of guys like your father. And I know everything that I've been told, everything that I have seen, I am more than certain that if you stay on the path that you're on, that your future is so bright that Laura and Tommy are going to have to wear shades. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. No, Tessa, we really appreciate you. You really appreciate you taking the time to be with us tonight. I know that I know that you're very busy. Um, do you have uh, events that are coming up uh, yes, so that folks, um, if they want to come out, see you? Yes, this Saturday I'll be in Union County, South Carolina with Trans South Wrestling. Um, after that, I will be in Cleveland, Ohio uh, with CWA. And then after that, I will be in Florida, Milton, Florida, for the Brad Armstrong Memorial. And then mm-hmm. after that, I believe, is a PWX weekend. There we go. Woo-hoo! There we go. <laughs> now, if folks want to find you, Tessa, on social media, how can they do that? Yes, I'm on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash real Tessa Blanchard. Um, I'm on Instagram. It's at Tessa underscore Blanchard. Then I'm on Twitter as well, at Team T Blanchard. Very cool. And before we let you go tonight... Could we get you to record a little bump for us? Could you just say, this is Tessa Blanchard, 
and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show? Yes, sir. And you can go whenever you're ready. This is Tessa Blanchard, and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. I think I got tongue tied in there. <laughs> <laughs> you're not the only one that's done that. Cliff, Cliff yeah, Thompson did the exact same thing. I was trying to say Laura, but I started to say Armory. If if you want to try it again, you <laughs> Cliff Compton. We had to do like 16 takes to get Cliff Compton to try to say it right, and he never did. So all right, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. I'm ready. Okay, you go. This is Tessa Blanchard, and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Perfect. Thank you very awesome. much, Tessa. It has there been. A, it's been great talking to you. Oh, it has thank been you great guys talking so much. Thank you for having. Thank you very much. You have a good You're night, okay? You too. Thank See you, you so much. Bye. See you then. Bye. <laughs> and there goes Tessa. She's that funny. That was a great time. I had a ball. <laughs> I love. I love her. She's funny. She cracks me up. She is very funny. I'm the oh, baddest bitch in professional wrestling. Wow. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and. Uh, the the messages I was getting in I, I didn't want to I didn't want to give too much away and I, and I I certainly hope that I don't because I know that uh, I know that that Tessa is is very uh, looking very much looking forward to giving out another Blanchard beatdown as she uh, told all of us yes. uh, that I have been told that uh, there will more than likely if all the stars line up there will be a rematch from the match this past weekend uh, between Tessa and, and Chastity. So that uh, that looks like that will work. Awesome. That looks like that will happen. And and then I got some other messages behind of it that I can't read on the air. So, you know, well, we're, we're plugged in. Let, we're, let me, we're con- well, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, Bob, but this is pretty big. We just got okay. a follow okay. from Natalia. Really? From WWE. We did because I <laughs> tweeted out that, Tessa enjoyed watching Natalia and Charlotte. Natalia favored the tweet and followed us. Well, that's very so that's cool. That's pretty folks, big. That's the power of social media. That's the power of this program. You know, that, that's what happened. It is. We are connected. Exactly. We're connected on and, multiple uh, levels. Certainly, and that's a, that's a pretty big coup for us, for little old us. So I'm... I'm Please just punch for that. And, you know, a lot of times, folks, when we're on the air and, you know, there's that, that pause, it's not because Laura and I are sitting here, uh, you know, being slack-jawed mouth breathers. Uh, what it is is that, you know, we've, we've got multiple devices in our hands um, because we get texts, tweets uh, from different wrestlers, promoters, promotions, uh, mm-hmm. And we get we get stuff, and sometimes it's stuff that I can read on the air, and sometimes it's not. And folks want to know, well, why can't you tell us stuff? Why can't we tell everything, Laura? Because we can't. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's a secret. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a little word. It's called integrity, folks. It's called it's integrity. Integrity, yes. There yes, and, and if it's not true, if it's not true, we don't say it. Or, if, you know, if, if we can't verify it, I should say we don't say it. So, 
Exactly, exactly. And I, I certainly hope I didn't give uh, too much away about uh, about that rematch. So uh, we're uh, pretty excited with everything that's going on. But Tessa Blanchard, uh, you know, obviously, uh, and Laura and I talked about this on the show, high demand. She's been on a lot of interviews. Uh, you know, and I, I'm not... You know, I'm not trying to toot anybody else's horn or give out free plugs or anything like that, but I know that she's been on Bill After's show, and I have a ton of respect for Bill After because he's been involved in professional wrestling for decades, decades, and the guy is always uh, cordial, has a lot of funny stories, uh, provides accurate information to people, um, and, and, and you and I have had the pleasure of listening to him talk uh, on on set on mm-hmm. a, on a couple of occasions on, on some subjects and uh, much respect to Bill After she's been on Bill After show and we're just uh, we're really glad that we were able to to, to finally get her on uh, it's something that we've been working on for a while and I know that Laura had been doing um, or has been doing a lot of networking and yes, she is I, in, I did some at PWS she is in right now the where where she lives at. She is in a, a, a virtual hot zone uh, of wrestling activity being right in the North Carolina area. And I just wanted to say uh, I certainly appreciate the hard work that Laura puts in uh, in going out and talking to people. Uh, there are shows that come around in my area, and I, I get to attend those. Uh, but northeast Louisiana is not what you would call the virtual hotbed of wrestling activity. You know, we'd have to either drive no. four hours south to Metairie or four hours north to Arkansas or two and a half, three hours maybe over to Mississippi. But there are some things that are coming up in this area that are going to be pretty cool. Uh, and just to follow up on something that uh, was mentioned last week, uh, and I did put this out on social media, I have bought my tickets for WrestleCade. I have booked my hotel room for WrestleCade. And I will be in Winston-Salem in November, Thanksgiving weekend. I will be at WrestleCade. So I certainly look it's forward. On. Certainly look forward. See, here you're trying to stir something up, and I'm trying to convey to the people that if we have fans that are in the North Carolina area that, that, that I know that listen to this show, James, Crystal, Nikki, several other people that I'm, I'm just anxious to meet, Brian, several people, really want to meet these folks and finally say hello and be able to get out some handshakes and, you know, just just get to meet to everybody that I get to talk to over uh, social media and on this program. be uh, very cool to come up to that area and meet those folks. Yeah, and, and run into Caleb uh, Conley and uh, have to explain yourself there. That Yeah, I'm going to make that happen. Mm-hmm. See, I'm, you know, I'm almost going to the... happen. I'm almost to the point, Laura, where I'm so worn out over Caleb, I don't even know if I want to meet him. It's just, I don't know, it's, I'm just uninspired uh, now. That's why you don't want to meet him. You're afraid he's going to whoop your butt. I just might help what? him. I've already told you, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem going up face-to-face, nose-to-nose, and telling Mr. Conley everything that I've said. I don't have a problem with that. But I'll be damned if I'm going to stand there and let him put my put his hands on me. But I do know this: I do know that there will be somebody at WrestleCade that very well may be in my corner, and his initials are M H. 
Oh, Jesus Christ, Matt Smarty. Folks, you never know what's going to happen. You never know what I'm going to pull out. My close personal friend, uh, Matt, that's... Probably. No, my close personal friend, Matt, that's Mr. Hardy to you, will be at WrestleCade. And perhaps I'll just walk over to Caleb's area with Mr. Hardy. How about that? And then we'll see well, who lays hands on who. Beat him one time, so I mean, it don't matter. Uh, that was, anyway, go I've, on, I've carry got to on. Talk about Cameron K- I've got to talk about Cameron Cade because I promised yes. him I would. Yes. Um, um, Cameron had a great weekend this weekend. He went to Beyond Wrestling on Sunday. He did lose to Trace Matthews, but it was still a phenomenal match. He's also canceled all his other bookings. Uh, for the last two weeks because he's got a back injury. So, uh, But tomorrow he'll be in Chester, uh, South Carolina, um, for a- APW. Uh, Friday he'll be in Atlanta for SECW in the semi against Odinson. And Saturday he'll be in Union in the main event, six-man tag. And Sunday he's going to be in Nashville. So he's got a lot of good stuff going on. Just want to tell everybody that it's King's Cade, it's Cade's kingdom. We just live in it. So, and I believe we do have time. I believe there's a certain uh, Mr. Eric Thompson that wants to speak. Um, if you would let him on the air, why don't we just change the name of the show to the Eric Thompson Show? <laughs> I I just relay messages there, Bob. He 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 has something he wants to say. Mr. Sleeve. Uh, Bob, 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 Bob. We can't name this the Eric Thompson Show because it's not about Eric Thompson. It's not about me. It's about the fans that listen into the show. You got LJ w- was Wachowski. I think that's his name from Ozzy. Right now he is tweeting. He's wanting to know if you uh, have been watching any of that uh, apartment porn that you've been watching last week. You know, <laughs> and I, I got hook. I got to hook a fan up. You know. I know there's a guy that couldn't make it to the chair right now because I follow Twitter. I've been watching Twitter this whole time. You know, Jordan Castles, he isn't going to be able to watch this, listen to the show live, so I have to give him a shout-out and make sure that he knows that Team Sleaze is still with him, and I still believe in him, you know. And I understand that, you're, that you've got your nice, uh, you've got your nice uh, hotel booked in uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina for WrestleCade, and I noticed that Tracy Myers says, instead of me ticketing the show, why don't I buy a ticket? That, uh, once again, just nixes the whole reason why I would picket the show. Why would I spend money to go see a show when I should be on a show wrestling? Maybe you should understand that. But, you know, on the other note, you know what, Bob? Maybe you can come down early. Maybe we, me, you, Laura, and half the other roster of the show that really doesn't care and is just there to get a payday will just, you know, we'll go get some wings at a place that's probably going to be on Bar Rescue the next week uh, because they won't let you use nothing but Red Solo Cup. I mean, I promise you, if you get rid of your Red Solo Cup at this place, guess what's going to happen? They, you're going to get yelled at as a customer for getting throwing away a Red Solo Cup. So get those are expensive cups, buddy. But you know what? It's been a great show. I've enjoyed listening to Tommy Thomas. I've talked to Tommy Thomas for about five seconds before you cut me off and muted me like always. Um, Tessa Blanchard put over a bunch of people, and that was cool. Uh, Tessa Blanchard's on a roll right now, people. I want you to understand this girl's going to Cincinnati, Ohio. She's going everywhere. I know by the first time I met her when she did the Slee show with uh, Little Zoe, 
that uh, she was going to be something big. And, and by damn, if she hasn't gotten bigger than half the women that have been on the indie scene in the last six years, um, you know, this time I'm not going about heat. It's not about heat with me anymore. It's about truth. You know, I'm happy the show is here. You know, it's about indie wrestling. Once again, Bob, you didn't mess up, though, because you haven't been on Facebook today because Emma's been fired for uh, that shoplifting really? incident. Yes, she got fired. She well, has you know been what? released. Well, because I, I have a, a shoot job during the daytime, I get a, a break in the afternoon and I check my messages, but I usually don't get the opportunity to look through all my posts. And uh, tonight, you know, obviously we get ready for the show, so I don't get on with, you know, I talk with Laura a little bit. So she actually was released over this incident. Yes, she has been. Re- she got released uh, about three to four hours before your show went on the air. Very interesting. And another thing, I want I want to do something for you, Bob. I want because I know that you are a Lucas fan. I want to do this yeah. for you. I say let's make things happen. because I know people listen because apparently if they think I'm going to pick it outside and pay for a ticket, they got to be listening to your show. So why don't we make uh, make something happen that I think will be good for Bob? Bob coming all the way from Louisiana. This would be a good match for Bob. Probably won't be a good match for the guy that's going against this guy, but I think it will help me out in the long run, too. I would like to face Luke Hawks at WrestleCade. Oh, boy. (laughs) You have had one too many beers. Oh, no. I just, you know what? It's time to put myself over for a little bit. You know, I shoot on a lot of people. I get on books from a lot of places, but you know what? You know, you told me last week that my phones were going to be ringing this week about bookings and stuff like that, and I haven't received a fucking phone call. Really? Shit. (laughs) So, I mean, uh, so I I don't know. Maybe you haven't said my name like John Schuyler, because John Schuyler is already, if you don't remember us from the interview last week, he left on Tuesday. He's already up there. He's already in England. (laughs) I'm still sitting in Greenwood, South Carolina, Bob. I'm not in no. Australia, where where uh, LJ Wiskowski wants to see me, and I can't say his name right because guess what? It is a crazy last name. But you know, <laughs> he wants to see me in Australia. Maybe that could happen. Say my name, Bob. Say my name. Oh Lord. Say it three times like Beetlejuice. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe so. I don't know. I don't know, Eric. I got to put Eric back on mute because th- th- this is something that that he does not want. He 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 does not uh, he does not want that. So you say he doesn't. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm just getting a message on something. Hold on. Eric, you didn't get a phone call in the car pending an announcement. Oh yes, yes, I did get that phone call. Yes, I did okay. get that phone call. Okay. okay, all right, well, we're not, going to say, we're not going to say anything more about it, but you did, I just yes, wanted to make sure that, that we were clear. Yes, I got that phone call when I, in Augusta, Georgia. Yes, I did. I got that one. Okay. I to make sure, Bob. Okay, Bob. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm, no, I want to make sure because, you know, you're hey, putting I, my credibility hey. at risk now. Hey, hey Bob, So your I phone you. did ring. I, I told you, you your phone would ring, and it rang, didn't it? Yes, it did ring. Yes, it did ring, Bob. All right, sir. Wait a minute. I forgot about that one, Bob. I forgot. I forgot, Bob. 
He's been drinking, Bob. Yeah, I know. I've that's that's why we're. Life, I, I know. Take it easy, Otis. But you know what? The, fan, the, fan, the fans, they want to hear me shoot on people. And that's what they do. They, no, they, they listen in. They no, do. They don't. No, they hey, don't. They, they want you to. Luke, tweet it. They want, you, they want you to sit down before you fall down, son. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I put him back on mute, see, because this is the nonsense that i got to deal with on a weekly basis. I told people <laughs> that this man's phone would ring, and it rang, and it was you a promoter, and it, they were talking about booking and, and all, all that other stuff. And, you know, then he comes on the show, and, oh, I never got any call. I'm still sitting here and dunk friggin' that right there, that. You got a phone call. Your phone rang. Wake up. Now, See, you make things happen, Bob. Here's the other thing. Okay. You do not want anything to do with Luke Hawks, Eric. You do not want anything to do with Luke Hawks. Don't worry about what's going on down here. Don't worry about what's going on at WrestleCade. If you want to pick at WrestleCade, you want to go in there and try to find yourself a match, you do that. But it's not going to be against Luke Cox. You don't want any of that. Just a word to the wise. Luke looks like a, a bad MFer. You just, just a word saying. to the wise. Trust me, I have never lied to you. I told you your phone would ring, and it rang. And I'm telling you, you don't want that phone call. <laughs> um, I, I do want to make an announcement that uh, at Canabruski just tweeted me and said that uh, Emma was reinstated. So she was fired, but now she's been reinstated, and that is from our good friend, Mr. Canabruski. See, this whole situation has just got me... In the immortal words of the rock, befuddled. I, I don't, I well, don't get this little, at all. It is a little confusing because you know. Um, well, I mean, look at Jack Swagger. They didn't let him go after he was caught with pot. Uh, right. Jericho's been trouble before, um, you know. And I'm, I'm the kind of person that likes to give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, right. I'll I'll give you a couple. You know, I'll give you a couple chances before I'm completely done. But when I'm done, I'm done. But um, yeah, I, you know, I, I agree with you. I think that it was a big misunderstanding. That you know, like you said, she might have been on a timetable and like, oh, I got to get out of here. I mean, you know, and you guys have been to Walmart and y'all, you know how you know slow that can be. So I really yeah, think got- it was just a misunderstanding. You got two two checkout lanes open, twenty people deep. You know you're in the self checkout yep. line. Something funny's going on about that whole thing. I'm gonna have to try to look into this more tonight. I mean, it, it just just doesn't make. There's no rhyme or reason to it. You know, I mean, no. I I, I, I get the part. You know that you know she gets charged with a shoplifting charge, whatever, and you know she goes to court. I mean, and, and you said, Lori, you've had other superstars that have been involved either. Drunk driving, under the influence, caught with possession, you know, all that other stuff, been booked, charged, you know, had to go through the wellness program. Let me, let me, let me present it to you like this, folks. You're going to take a star who gets popped for a DUI, okay? They're obviously in violation of the wellness policy. 
WWE yep. has a very proactive stance on that type of thing. They're going to spend the time and the money to take somebody and send them to a wellness program for 30 days or whatever. They're going to get suspended. And you're going to tell me that this this young lady has, has let's just I don't this is the, hypothetically okay. Let's say she stole it. The item was listed as twenty-one dollars and ninety-nine cents. Let's just say she stole it. You're going to tell me that she goes on and goes to court and does, you know they already fast-tracked this already through. You're going to go on and release her, and then you're going to reinstate her. Right. Something's not right. Something's yeah, goofy. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Yeah, it 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 smells rotten in Something the state just, of Denmark. And just none of that adds up. None of that makes any sense at all. Nothing. So, I and totally like I said, agree. that's all hypothetical, folks. I'm not saying that she's a thief and all that. I don't don't try to twist my words around. I don't want to get a crap load of tweets about stuff with you tagging me or her name and all that other junk. I'm just saying hypothetically, you know. So, I don't know. I don't, it's, that's crazy to me. And it just doesn't make any sense. It, no, it doesn't because I can understand them releasing her you know, if they thought that she'd actually done this or whatever. Uh, but then just reinstating her, like, within hours of, yeah, there's something, there's a little more to this than what yeah. uh, they're they're saying. And, and I hope that she didn't, because I would hate to think that you threw away your career and your life over 22 bucks. Yeah. And, that, you know, that, I mean, that, that, that video, and, and I would encourage people, and, I, and it doesn't matter to me whether or not you're you're religious or have spiritual beliefs or not, the video that I talked about uh, with Tully Blanchard before Tessa's uh, interview, uh, there was some stuff in there he was very forthcoming and honest with. They were like 15 minutes each. There were two or three of them. Uh, things that I did not know. Um, you know, 1989, he was released from the WWF, WWE, uh, because he failed a drug test. He yeah, he was getting ready to come back to WCW. Yeah. yeah threw, threw away a $750,000 a year contract. Ooh. Went un, unemployed for 14 months. <clears throat> I mean, it, 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 I'm telling you folks, an incredible story of faith and determination on, on his part. Uh, just, you know, if you get a chance, and it's not a shoot video, it's just him and a camera. You know, just... Talking honest, you know about about his right. about his discovery of of, of, yeah. of, of of spirituality. Very, very cool. I yeah. I thought it was very very touching. So I mean, he 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 actually came up here one time to a church, and I can't remember what I I didn't know anything about it until it was already over. And I had people message me, "Did you know Tully Blanchard was in Hillsville?" And I'm like. No, I didn't know Tully Blanchard was in Hillsville because if I'd have known Tully Blanchard was in Hillsville, I'd have been in Hillsville. But he did the same thing. He came to a church and and uh, you know gave his testimony and gave his mm-hmm. experiences. And I really hate that I missed it because I would have loved to have heard. Uh, you know, his he, speak, he talks you know, about that, and he talks about that in the video about on being on employment, borrowing thirty thousand dollars from his parents to pay up his house note and his car note, sitting there the day after Christmas, this would have been uh, whatever, you know, 90, what, 90, uh, going into 92, uh, and mm-hmm. not having, not knowing what the future held for him, completely broke, 
and picks up the phone rings. He picks up the phone, and it's a church group, a men's breakfast club, asking him if he'd be interested in coming up and giving his testimony and that they would pay him to do it. And he said, sure, and wrote, wrote the information down and all that. And then he receives a series of phone calls over the course of the next week. And the next thing you know, he says, I had to go and buy a, a planner and start writing this down because it was like my wrestling career. All of a sudden, I was being booked everywhere and being paid to come, you know, talk at different churches and functions and all. Very, at any rate, you get the chance. If, obviously, if you YouTube Tully Blanchard, you will come across these videos. I highly recommend you just, if for nothing else, just hearing the man's story, you know, about, you know, where it led him. So, you know, I, very, very, it was very cool. Very cool. So... Awesome. Next week's guest, we'll go on and announce that. Next week's guest, a perennial independent wrestling figure that I keep hearing this guy's name over and over and over. Rob Killjoy will be with us next week. Yes, also, yes looking forward to Also, independent wrestler David Reimer will be with us next week. So we're looking forward to talking to them. If you don't know who these folks are, get out you know, get out the little thumb thugs. Get the Googling. Get the Googling. Rob Killjoy, David Reimer. They'll be uh they'll be with us next week. Pretty excited about that. We'll and I know to it. And I know one other thing, you had said something about when we were talking with Tommy and all that, it brought something up. You had mentioned something about Ethan Case's girlfriend. Yes, Ethan Case's girlfriend. Um, I was um, looking for Brian, actually, at PWX, and um, she was sitting on the uh, the top row of the bleachers, and she said, excuse me, aren't you uh, from the radio show? And I was like, oh, my God. I said, "Uh, well, yes, I am. And I said, I'm Laura. And she said, oh, I know. She said, you know, I'm I'm Hannah. I'm, I'm Ethan's girlfriend. And I was like, oh, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I was totally... Um, surprised and just uh, you know a little and flattered and you know that um, you know she had listened. And she said, I listened to that. It was a great interview. We got to talk about Ethan's uh, Ricky Morton uh, story. So um, yeah, she was absolutely uh, totally friendly and just uh, it was a pleasure to, to chat with her. I just wanted to say hey to her for uh, you know knowing who I was. I was I was speechless actually. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Folks, we've come down to that uh, magical time where we want to thank everybody for tuning in to the program. It was really great to have the Tommy Thomas on. Also great to have uh, Tessa Blanchard on. Incredible. Um, and we'll put up the links uh, for their social media information on our website tonight. Again, next week's guests will be Rob Killjoy and David Reimer. We really look forward to, uh, to having them on the show uh, next week. Laura, do you have anything that uh, you want to say to folks before we leave? I just want to say it is carnival and fair season, y'all. If you happen to see that there's wrestling on your carnival and fair uh, going on, go out and see them. Go support them. Um, They're out there in the hot sun, getting sunburned and heat stroke and everything. But go support indie wrestling. You know you want to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Folks, we'd like to thank you for joining us again for another episode. We're here every Wednesday night on Blog Talk Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We're also available on iTunes. If you go to iTunes and simply type Armory in the search bar, 
click it, and go down to podcasts, click the podcast link, scroll down the page, and uh, our show pulls up, and you can download any of our episodes there for free. They're 100% free. We certainly thank you for listening tonight, and remember, there is never a bad seat here at the Armory. We'll see you next week. Thanks, folks. been listening to live from the armory wrestling radio show listen to us on blogtalkradio.com every wednesday night at 7 p.m eastern time subscribe to us on itunes follow us on twitter at from the armory and you can find us on facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.9 if you like what you hear Please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week.